Welcome to the Unbecoming Podcast, where you can join me, Stephanie Baranowski, in an authentic, personal perspective of my expat journey and my many travel adventures. Grab a beverage of your choice, set yourself up in a cozy environment, and be prepared to be inspired. Each episode, I open up my personal narrative of what it's like to unbecome everything you once were in order to become everything you were meant to be. Let's dive in, head first, eyes closed, and a strong cup of tea. So how did I come up with the name Unbecoming? Why did I name my podcast that? Some good questions. So when I was thinking about the name of my podcast, I was thinking about how this would not only reflect the brand of my podcast, but how it would reflect the brand of myself. So not a lot of people really think about this concept Um, And I certainly don't have a marketing degree, but I've kind of learned uh, the ins and outs of uh, marketing on social media and how it's important for you to not just have a presence on social media, but you have a brand. So there is a certain component that you are sharing of yourself, which is your brand that you're putting out there in social media land. Now, this concept came to me when I became a yoga teacher and I started to learn more about the business side. So people don't talk about that. Everybody thinks, you know, being a yoga teacher is all rainbows and butterflies and you're always present and you're always grounded. And and in some cases, yes, if that is, you know, you eat, breathe, live yoga, there's a certain component to that. But what they don't tell you is the business side and there very much is a business side to the yoga industry. That was one. So as I was navigating my journey of being a yoga teacher and navigating the the business side of it, I came to realize that when you market yourself online, because you need to reach a wider audience. So when you market yourself online, you are creating a brand you are branding yourself. And so everything I posted online when it came to being a yoga teacher was all surrounded by, well, I needed to get photos of me doing different yoga poses. I needed to get photos of me doing poses that were accessible. So people didn't think that it was impossible. People still wanted to and gravitated towards these postures and saw me as a accessible teacher. But I also wanted to encompass health and wellness in my posts. I didn't want to put anything risque. I didn't want to put anything that would jeopardize my kind of my reputation as a yoga teacher. So that's kind of where it all started. And when I started to build a brand for myself on social media. Well, many, many passion projects later, such as a book And then what else have I done? Um, You know, just being a health and wellness person in the corporate industry and, you know, branding myself as far as, you know, my passion projects go. I really wanted to create this podcast as a reflection of myself, my inner self, but also I wanted to reflect how you're not just stagnant as a person. You're always changing based on your experiences, 
um, based on, you know, what you decide to educate yourself on, whether it's formal education or informal education, the things that you are interested in, that you become passionate about. And these, all of these things shape us. Even our value system somewhat shifts and changes based on life events. So different things that you go on through your life. And so I live in the city of Winnipeg where very much people associate you with who you were. And, uh, you know, I always get to ask this question of what high school did you go to? You know, what people did you know? How did you know them? Oh, I've known these people for this long, or I know this person through this person. It's very much the type of city that I grew up in. And when I moved, so I moved to two major cities twice. So I moved to Vancouver and then moving to London. And when I moved to both of those cities, you are starting fresh. And you are starting not just fresh with friendships, but you're starting fresh and anew because now you are confronting new experiences, new challenges, but you're doing it by yourself. And there is a unbecoming feeling that happens when you do that. You start to unravel who you were and you start to kind of realize and navigate who you are becoming and who you want to become based on these experiences and challenges that you're facing. And I didn't really understand that concept. You know, I kind of understood it a little bit, but it wasn't until I moved to London and I started experiencing traveling out of London into various cities and getting myself into various situations. And I was messaging with a friend of mine who, you know, she had traveled Europe as well. And she kind of just put it into the best words. She said, you know, all these challenges that you're going through, you get to decide what type of person you want to be in those challenging situations. And it was an aha moment for me. And I was like, yeah, I get to decide. So I get to unravel myself. I get to be unbecome, you know, the person I would normally be in those situations. Maybe I'd get really stressed. Maybe I'd cry, but I get to change based on this experience And this challenge right now that I'm faced with in this very moment, and I can either sit and cry about it and call a bunch of friends, or I can ground myself, take a few deep breaths, because I know all the tools in my tool belt to use, and I can become a new. And so when I thought about the idea of branding, and I thought about my travels and my experiences in life, and I really realized that... It's not about becoming who you want to be, but it's about unbecoming everything that we have been up until that point in order to become who you want to be or become who you're meant to be. So when I thought of this, you know, I I had dived into the superficial names, you know, Tea Time Talks, you know, that used to be my old... um, my old platform for writing. I don't really use it. I hope nobody goes to that site. It's kind of embarrassing. (laughs) still up, but kind of embarrassing. I mean, if you do stumble upon it for whatever reason, feel free to give me a message. Actually, don't give me a message. You'll probably feel really embarrassed by it. I just keep it up anyways. Um, But 
I, I had gone into all those superficial names, and then I, I noticed that most of those names were already taken by other podcast people. So then I thought to myself, you know, why am I not putting some meaning behind this? And then I really dove into the definition of unbecoming. And, you know, there's two definitions. One is more like risque unbecoming. Um, and that, that's not the direction I was going. I wanted to really shape um, the thought patterns with just one, one word. And the thought patterns of each of my podcast episodes really encompasses unbecoming. I'm unbecoming everything that I once was, and I'm changing and I'm evolving with all these new experiences and I'm, and I'm open to the change. And that's, that's key too, is you can experience new experiences, but unless you are open to the change, change won't occur. So that, that's a huge component to it. So when I think about the name, the meaning behind the name, it, it very much reflects what I stand for in myself, this forever learner within myself of constantly evolving and growing and changing, um, and, and that being a reflection of, of all the experiences I've gone through, but the openness to those experiences. And not only that, but not just the name, but even the way I structure my podcasts and how I want to be perceived even in the social media land as far as advertising my podcast. Um, I really want it to be something that people want to tune into and listen to a story. And they don't want to just listen to a story, but they want to listen to a story with meaning that they could potentially take away and, and maybe find meaning in their own day with some of those words and lessons that, you know, I've learned going through these challenging moments or these stories. And I really thought about the concept of storytelling and, and why storytelling is so important. And when I think about storytelling, I reflect back on my childhood and storytelling was very much a part of my childhood. And it was it's very much a part of my teacher identity as well. But going back to my childhood, I grew up listening at family dinners to stories of the war, stories, fantastic stories of, you know, my family history in Europe, and even just stories about my dad growing up or, you know, other family members growing up. And and each story had a lesson in each story I very much remember because it was almost like my family was telling these stories because they wanted us to learn lessons from them or they wanted us to take something away from these stories. And so I remember, you know, you would think that at the age of, what, seven, eight, ten years old, the last thing you want to do is sit and hear a story being told from your grandfather about the war or about living in Europe. But actually, that was the time I paid attention the most. And I was, I remember just sitting there and just listening to every single word that was spoken and watching my grandfather's facial expressions as he would tell the stories. And even sometimes I could see at the back of his eye that a tear was forming and he was about to cry as he was telling these stories. These stories had a lot of meaning to them. 
And it was important that he shared the story with myself and my cousins and so that we could learn something from it and so that we could evolve and unbecome our history in order to become stronger, more educated, better, in a lot of ways, happier, whatever it was. Because my family did go through a quite a hard time in the war, during the Second World War, and even before that, First World War, all that. Um, and I think my family coming to Canada meant a new life. And there was there's lots of things and markers um, that were really important for my family to achieve here in Canada. And they very much Canadianized us. And even to this day, I've asked, you know, I need to get my grandfather's information so I can get my passport to Europe. And even then, my family just kind of kiboshes that. And they're like, nope, you don't, you don't really need a passport to go to Europe if you don't really want to. You can just go there for three months without a passport. They really, really don't want me to go back. They want me to unbecome what was the past in order so I can become the future. And so storytelling was really important for my family so that we could better understand the intentions behind the decisions that they made. And then same thing with teaching. So when you go through the education program, at least through the University of Manitoba, a portion of the the teaching component or learning how to teach is utilizing storytelling as a form of teaching. And, you know, a lot of the Indigenous people utilize storytelling in, you know, the way they teach their own children. But that's something that's being incorporated as well into the school systems is utilizing the concept of storytelling in order to educate children. And I think it's genius, really, because when I tell a, st- a story to my students, it doesn't matter what age, every single one of them in that circle is listening intently because they want to know what is happening next. What, what is going to happen next in the story and what's going to be the end result in the story? What's going to be the end, the conclusion? And so they're waiting, they're waiting with anticipation and that's why they tune in and they pay attention. So storytelling was very much a part of my childhood. It's very much a part of my career. Well, one of my careers anyways. And when I attach it to my podcast, I really wanted to utilize storytelling as a form of connection to my audience, a form of connection to life, and a form of maybe people can find ways to tune into the story that will help them unbecome in order so they can become who they're meant to be. So maybe there's something they pull from each episode or each story that reflects into their own life um, of unbecoming so that they can become exactly who they're meant to be. And I think this falls in alignment with people who are going through transition or change in their life. You know, usually when people go through transition or change in their life, They're really trying to let go of something. The only way we can have space for the new is, well, we have to create that space. How do we create that space? Well, we have to let go of something. Whatever it is that is no longer serving us, 
um, and, and no longer do we need to have the space for it. It could be a thought pattern, it could be a person, it could be an event, it could be something materialistic, whatever it is, that only you can decide what that means to you. But in order for us to move forward and to grow and to evolve and to move into that next transition phase successfully, we need to let go of the things that are no longer us, the things that no longer we relate to or align with or feel like it's going to help us move forward. If it's dead, dead weight, it's just something that you're just holding on to just for the sake of holding on to because it's a hard thing to let go of. That's an opportunity and that's an indication that you need to let go of it. And so when we create the space by letting go, we allow opportunity for new things to come in for us to become who we're meant to be. So you have to unbecome and let go of what no longer serves you, what you no longer identify with as a person in order to move into the new. And the best concept I can think of is maybe your clothing. Maybe most women can per- can kind of own in and pertain on this. I don't know about men. I've never actually pulled this or asked men about this. I should ask my men, my male friends about this. But when I think about it um, as a woman, do I have the same wardrobe that I did 10 years ago or even 15 years ago? I do not. There are many times I have let go of garments or old clothing that I no longer use or wear because why would I? I'm I'm moving into a different stage of my life such as, you know, when I was going out all the time I had lots of high heels, lots of dresses and then when I transitioned into my yoga life well, I let that go because I was no longer going out and needing those items to wear I was wearing yoga clothes all the time I mean, I can't say my wardrobe has changed much from the yoga clothes aspect, but it's changed in the way that the yoga clothes look on me and fit on me differently. So the yoga clothes I would have bought 10 years ago when I first became a yoga teacher definitely are not still part of my wardrobe. And in fact, when I moved to London, you know, I I looked at the, the new scuba hoodies. So, you know, if anybody's familiar with the Lululemon brand, there's the old school school, uh, uh, scuba hoodies where they're like the thicker, you know, they're long, they're like about average length and they're somewhat fitted looking. And that was what I had used to. And then when I moved to London, I started to notice that there was different fashions and these new scuba hoodies, um, were out. And at first I was like, ah, there's no way I'm going to wear that. I just can't resonate with that. And then I tried one on and I realized, so this is about probably six months into me living in London. I tried one on and I thought to myself, no, this is me now. I can't wear those old school fitted scuba hoodies like I used to. I I like the way this looks on my body. I like the way that this um, makes me feel right now. This, This is me. And so getting rid of my old yoga clothes to make room for new yoga clothes was really important. And I honestly, I can honestly say that I really only kind of wear a total of maybe 
10 outfits altogether out of all the clothes that I wear. I always keep gravitating towards the same clothes as of right now anyways. That may change as I go through my next transition, whatever that looks like. Um, But that's the best way I I know how to explain it is letting go of the old to create new for the person you are in that moment and the person you have become in that moment. So unbecoming what you once were, letting go, and owning in on who you are in the present moment to become exactly who you're meant to be by allowing yourself to fully embrace the now and your authentic self in the now. And so the name unbecoming is about exactly that. Letting go and unbecoming who you were so you can embrace who you are right now in your authentic being in this moment in time so that you can push forward and have the space to become exactly who you're meant to be in the future. And we can only become who we're meant to be in the future is if we own in on who we are now and we're fully authentic and truthful and real and honest with who we are now in order to move forward. So when I think about the name Unbecoming and what I'm reflecting in social media land and marketing, um, I'm really tying both my personal story and my podcast together. I'm tying in pictures of myself. I'm tying in adventures. I'm tying in lessons I'm learning along the way. Do I know what the next podcast story is going to be about? I don't know yet unless I pre-record it. Do I know what next season's podcast is going to be? I have not a hot clue because I'm not there yet. I'm living for the now. I'm creating my podcast episodes in the now as I let go of whatever it was that I was before, who I associated with, who, what I wore, the things I navigated through or the things I gravitated to so that I can be my authentic self now. And every time I record a new podcast, I am authentically in the moment speaking from my very authentic truth. A lot of the times I don't really pre-plan what I'm going to say. It's usually I open up GarageBand, which is a platform that I use to record this. And then I give myself five minutes to think about what it is that I want to talk about. What do I want the story to be? And then I just hit the record button and I go, I don't really edit these. I I tried to at the very beginning and that wasn't for me. I said, you know what? I'm just going to free flow it, free flow it from my authentic place. And I don't really plan these. I just record it for my authentic being and myself um, and and just letting go of the need to be perfect or what have you and letting go of whatever my previous episodes included and just staying with the same model that I'm doing every single time in order to move forward with the podcast and move forward with these more fantastic ideas and adventures and and making it as I go along and sometimes those are the best creations I don't know about you but when I think about the best things I have ever created in my life it was when I let go of the plans I let go of what I expected it to be 
I lived in my authentic moment and I allowed it to flow into what it was supposed to be. So if you can think about, you know, unbecoming in your own sense of self and what that looks like for you, what, is, what does the word unbecoming mean for you in your life? And, and have, you, have you witnessed that in your life before? And when did you witness that? And what happened when you witnessed that? When you unbecome gives you space to become what you're meant to be. When you, when you went through that experience, what happened afterwards? What did you become afterwards? And where are you going now? Where do you think you're going now? If there's anything that you need to unbecome in your life that you're holding on to, that you need to let go of, this might be your time. This might be your time to unbecome those stereotypes, unbecome the judgment, unbecome the identity you once were that you no longer resonate with or you don't want to become anymore, to allow yourself the space to become the person that you want to be, maybe more generous, more kind, more successful, you know, more open to life, more adventurous, whatever root word you want to put in there, you know, what do you need to unbecome in order for you to become that? So something to think about for the next week ahead. Um, as always, I'm, I'm open to you reaching out and chatting with me and about any of these stories or topics. Um, otherwise, something to think about for the next week ahead and, uh, and uh, we'll see you soon. All right, take care.